Shock the System. Welcome to Dank Discussions with me, Calican CEO Maynard Breslow. In each episode, you'll learn from the trailblazers, leaders, entrepreneurs, and influencers in the ever-moving, ever-growing cannabis industry. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Dank Discussions. Today, we're joined by Scott Salisbury. He's the owner of the CBD store. Thanks for joining us today, Scott. Yeah, thank, thanks for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. So, uh, so give us a sense of geography. Where are you located? What's going on today? Well, we're located out of uh, Seattle, Washington. I actually am in, uh, just south of Seattle, Washington, Federal Way, Washington. And that's where, uh, we do our, that's where I do my day-to-day work uh, in the CBD store. Awesome. Cool. Can you tell me a little bit about the CBD store? Yeah, you know, the CBD store uh, started back in December. Actually, it started back in the spring of 2013 uh, when I was 57 years old. I had uh, arthritis, went to the doctor, had it checked out, and uh, the doctor prescribed meloxicam. And meloxicam kind of made me lethargic. So living in the state of Washington, I decided to start studying marijuana which led me to have an understanding I need to really see it as cannabis. And once I saw it as cannabis, that led me to different Google search terms, which led me to having a complete understanding of uh, what, what a cannabinoid is, what CBD is. And after months and months of study, I tried CBD in September of 2013. It worked for me and that it worked for me and that I'd been selling software online for seven or eight years anyway, I decided, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to get a domain. So I registered a domain December 20th, 2013. And that domain is cbdstore.co. And then, uh, then I started calling up vendors and uh, one thing led to another. And here we are almost six years later uh, with 44 vendors on our website. Wow. That's amazing. So you're, so at 57 years old, was that your first introduction to, to cannabis kind of, or you, you saw it as a, a new oh, avenue no. to relief from pain? Well, actually, I, I, if you take me back to high school, I saw cannabis back in 1974. Uh, three finger lid was ten bucks. So <laughs> yeah. You got a lot of yeah, you got you got a lot of joints out of that ten finger lid. But but after that, of course, you know, I moved away from it. Work, kids, family, all that stuff. So uh, I really didn't start studying it again until I got that arthritis back in the spring of uh, 2013. Oh, that's incredible. So yeah, I mean, everybody in the cannabis industry has a different why. You know, and obviously very passionate about it to be in the industry. Now, you mentioned uh, pain relief. Is there anything else that makes you feel passionate about, you know, that helps you keep pushing what you're doing? Well, the ability to help people really is, 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 is a big passion. You know, I, when, I, when I started studying cannabis, I wasn't thinking about reselling it. It was the furthest, furthest thing from my mind. Really, I was just trying to take care of myself. Then I, then I after I took it in September and, and I decided it worked, I thought, you know, I have the skill sets to sell CBD online. I should go for it. And um, I feel really passionate about giving people information that they can use to help themselves. Now, what's the biggest obstacle your businesses face? And what, what do you think, what are we able to do to, to overcome it? Wow, that's a loaded question. I mean, you know, I'm going to be a guest speaker at Hemp and Hops in Yakima in October. And, uh, you know, it's, that, that, is, that is such a great question because it's like everything's an obstacle. In this mm-hmm. business, everything has been an obstacle, whether it be the website platform you use because they could shut you down, whether it be the payment system, the merchant account you use, they could shut you down and have. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
could be the vendor that you chose, uh, went out of business. I mean, in this business, especially in this business, you really have to be agile. You have mm -hmm. to be willing to move in a different direction in a blink of an eye. So I, I think the biggest challenge we had was the merchant account. In other words, accepting payments. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%, especially with an online business. And, you know, even, you know, your CBD is obviously a whole different thing where it's more accepted. You know, uh, you can see that in, in other states where they don't want to touch, um, you know, flour or anything like that. CBD is still, you know, being accepted in those. And still, you know, federally and, you know, with the banks, they, there's such a problem with that. And even anything surrounding really, you know, it could be, um, you know, associated with any way in cannabis. I'm seeing the, the merchant accounts just shutting down for no reason and, you know, saying, uh, thank you. Goodbye. Um, you know, well, yeah, I could, I could be a merchant account salesperson. I, yeah. I know everything about merchant accounts. Now we were shut down uh, nine times. Wow. So we had to pivot. We had to pivot nine times. We finally um, got a merchant account in England. So we opened up a, we got a business license in England and a business office, which we'll never go to, just so we could get a payment system. So our payment system is actually out of England. Yep, that's smart. That's smart. We got out. You know, there's uh, there's always there's always an avenue if you're willing to look for it. So, well, yeah, then, you know, the thing is, I wasn't trying to be smart. I was mm -hmm. just following. I was just following the law. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that's smart in itself. You know, I mean, uh, you know, they say you got to know the rules before you can. Uh, you can bend them a little bit, you know, so you got to know, know what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, you know, so. Um, yeah, you def definitely have to know the rules. That'll be a part of my, uh, that'll be a part of what I'm going to talk about at the uh, Hemp and Hops convention is uh, know the rules because, you know, with the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, uh, every state can do what they want to do and every county can do what they want to do. Every city can do what they want to do. Mm -hmm. So you really have to be cognizant of not only the federal law, but state law, county law. Uh, and city law 100% you know they can they can say it's okay in the state and then for some reason the city says nope we don't want it here and then the, the you know the place where you want to lease the spot they say nope we don't want it here so it's uh, definitely it's, uh, it's, it's a tough territory to navigate to that's for sure well you, you know you ask about our challenges so two years ago in January I got a phone call and it was from the liquor and cannabis board in the state of Washington and I answer the phone, I go, hello, this is Scott. And they go, is this Scott Salisbury, the owner of the CBD store? I go, yes, it is. They go, uh, we are going to arrest you. I go, well, I wow. don't want to be arrested, so what do I need to do? And they indicated that I needed to take vape products off my website. Uh, so I had to take, uh, so in the blink of an eye, I lost a uh, $25,000 per month revenue stream with one phone wow. call. Wow. So that was, uh, we had to pivot. So that, that was an obstacle. Now we overcome it. We overcame it, um, but we're no longer selling vape. However, because of the 2018 farm bill, we'll probably sell it again because uh, extracts from hemp uh, now fall under the uh, species of the federal government, uh, the FDA, the DEA, and uh, no longer reside under the state um, uh, liquor and cannabis board. So yeah, that, and now we can pivot right back to it. We just haven't gotten to it yet. Wow. That's great. You know, and that's, that's the whole thing. You know, we got to be, like you said, cognizant of what's going on and not just cognizant of what's happened, but what's going on today. So tell me, you know, what do you think the challenges do you feel the industry still faces today? What are the biggest challenges that the industry faces? 
Well, I, it's, gosh, there's so many. I, I, I think it's the lack of knowledge of what can be produced. For instance, uh, the only legal drug right now with CBD in it, it is Epidiolex. Uh, is that how you pronounce it? I never can pronounce that correctly. That's GW Pharma. So GW Pharma is a company in Great Britain, and they went through phase one, phase two, phase three um, with the uh, FDA. And their drug was approved. So it was re, uh, it was reestablished. It was a Schedule One. So C the only CBD product today that's actually federally legal is GW Pharma's Epidiolex. I think that's how you pronounce it. And since it was legalized, it was rescheduled to Schedule Five. Uh -huh. And with that, doctors can prescribe it, and you can also um, access the insurance arm to have insurance pay for a part of it. So. With that being stated, a large part of the challenges are, you know, what's legal, what's not legal. Can you put CBD into food? In New York, you can't put CBD in food because New York banned it, um, you know, and what's considered food. Um, you'll notice that the large organizations, companies like uh, CS, uh, is it CSV Health, the drugstores, large drugstore chains, they're only carrying topical. Now that, that brings up an interesting uh, concept in as much as if they're only, why wouldn't they carry sublingual? Why wouldn't they carry vape? Why mm -hmm. wouldn't they carry uh, capsules? And they're a bit, a little bit leery right now of doing that. Topical is considered okay, but then, you know, the USDA might suggest that any other uh, product is food based and uh, there are challenges there. So that, th those are the obstacles, you know, what product can you create? That's legal from a federal standpoint, uh, legal from a state standpoint, and uh, those 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 are probably the largest obstacles. Yeah. Oh yeah, and you t you talk about topical. You know, I think part of the reason going into that, I mean, I, just off the top of my head, it seems like there's still a connotation where you know topical things. You know, there's an idea that cannabis you're gonna get high, even with CBDs, right? And we know that's that's not the, the point of it. But topical, I think there's still. I remember uh, even my grandma, you know, of uh, memory, 80 years old, she would rub this stuff on her and it was uh, cannabis based, you know, and we're talking about 15 years ago. So, uh, you know, there's a, there's kind of a different connotation, I guess, with conical as a, uh, topical as opposed to uh, something you're ingesting, maybe. Yeah, that's true. And, and, you know, one of the challenges, you just brought it up. It's like, you know, what is CBD? Does it come from marijuana? And people will ask that question all the time. I go, well, the genre is cannabis, uh -huh. and underneath the genre of cannabis is a slang term named marijuana, which was created by the federal government back in the 30s. And marijuana, as uh, established by the federal government, is uh, it has a higher content of uh, THC, higher than 0.3, and we're going to name that, call that marijuana. Uh, cannabis, whereby you have less than 0.3, we're going to name that hemp. So what I try to educate people on is that we're talking about cannabis and within the cannabis uh, family, you have marijuana, which again is a slang term and you have hemp. Mm -hmm. So CBD coming from hemp is legal in the United States because the farm bill, 2018 farm bill made it legal. Uh, but even that can be disputed because the fact is in hemp, like in marijuana, you don't have CBD, you have CBDA. You don't have THC in marijuana. You have THC-A, acidic. 
So the compounds, whether it be CBD or THC, uh, in their natural form are acid. THC acidic, CBD acidic. And then the challenge comes, well, if you decarboxylate it and get rid of the A, now you have CBD. If you decarboxylate THCA, now you have THC. And so THCA, CBDA, completely legal, 100% legal. It's when you extract it and then decarboxylate it. That's when it gets a little bit uh, sticky. Wow, amazing. You know, that, that's, the, that's so cool about this industry is that, you know, if every, you know, me included, everybody that we meet within the industry, it feels like we have to be, you know, many lawyers, lowest, know what's going on, we have to be many historians, <laughs> know where everything came from, where, where we are now. And also chemists, you know, we have to know <laughs> what's going on underneath the surface, you know, underneath the hood. So that, that's amazing that, uh, you know, we bring this all together into one industry like that. Yeah, we really do. And, and the people like you, like me and other uh, people who are educated within the industry, we need to call it what it is. We need to call it cannabis. And we need to move away from the slang term. Mm -hmm. Even if you're buying a, uh, you know, a marijuana joint, uh, it would be better to call it a cannabis joint. Um, than, than a marijuana joint because that, that kind of cleans the industry up, moves us away from the uh, imagery of, oh my God, you're going to be, you're going to, you're smoking marijuana. You're going to be, uh, it's going to be horrible. You're mm -hmm. going to have a horrible life. Your brain's going to deteriorate. Uh, no, as a matter of fact, the United States government holds a patent on cannabinoids as antioxidants, neuroprotectants. Uh, they don't use marijuana in their patent. They use cannabinoids and they use uh, hemp and they use cannabis. So you may not have known that, that the United States government actually owns the patent on Canada. I did not know that. I did not know that. I'm getting education today too as well. Yeah. So back in 2003, Health and Human Services was awarded the patent on cannabinoids as antioxidants and neuroprotectants. And CBD is mentioned, uh, I think, 40 sometimes. THC is mentioned 40 sometimes. THCA is not mentioned. CBDA is not mentioned. You can't patent a plant material. You can patent the uh, what's left after you do something to it, like extract it and decarb it. Uh, but yeah, Health and Human Services owns the patent on cannabinoids, it's antioxidants, and neuroprotectants. Uh, and that was all started by the work of Dr. Mishulam. I don't know if you know who he is. I do, actually. All right. Well, he's a doctor out of Israel. He yeah, actually I'm isolated uh, CBD back in 1963. And he isolated THC in 1964. And his work in part was funded by the National Institute of Health, which is a federal, another federal agency. So while part of our government is uh, suggesting we need to go to jail, another part of our government is prof profiting from uh, THC, CBD, and the rest of the cannabinoids. And again, that work dates back to 1963 in Israel, uh, wow. funded by the National Institute of Health. Uh, so it, yeah, it's a well-known fact that Cannabinoids, THC, CBD, CBDN, THC hyphen V. I mean, there's about 89 to 90 compounds within the plant. And, you know, what we're concentrating on today is CBD. But uh, it, it's a well-known fact that, that, that the government's been studying it for uh, quite a few years. That's for sure. I think there's big plans for it. You know, when you mentioned, uh, mentioned Israel, you know, I actually spent my time between L.A. and Tel Aviv. So I can't, the amount of research that's going on over there and the conventions and the way that it's viewed in society over there is much different than it's, than it's even perceived over here. So I hope that we, uh, that soon enough, we can have that kind of widespread, um, you know, awareness of the benefits of cannabis, um, you know, not just 
you know, what, you know, what people quote the, you know, the stoner culture or not the people who are, you know, have the in in the industry or not even the people who are willing to adopt it, but, you know, across the board in America. Hopefully we'll get to that very soon. Yeah. Tying into that, I had a friend uh, suggesting he's a smart guy, he's an attorney. He goes, Scott, I've read there's just no research. I go, yeah, that's one of the challenges with, uh, with we being people of the United States. We don't think out of sight of our, we don't think outside of our house or our city or our county or our state. Now, if you move the study of cannabinoids over to Spain or Italy or France or Israel or Portugal, uh, there's been thousands of different studies that have taken place over the years. And uh, there's actually probably over 23,000 cases uh, throughout the world of cannabis being studied. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's just a misnomer. Too many of us concentrate on what we've been told by the media or we've read in the newspaper or we've seen on TV or what our government tells us. And I'm not saying we shouldn't read that and we shouldn't pay attention to it. I'm just suggesting that we need to expand our horizons to other scientists and doctors throughout the world who have studied cannabis for years and years and years and years and years. 100%. There's no reason to recreate the wheel, especially when uh, stuff's being yep. done all around, you know, so cool. So, you know, going back to the CBD store, um, you know, you see, I mean, that's a great name, the CBD store, right? You see all these all over the place. Now, what makes the CBD store memorable amongst your competitors? Well, that's, that's another great question. I mean, you know, it's, you, you really, if you look at one website to another website to another website, you really, there, what differentiates it? It really doesn't differentiate itself unless you get into the human factor of it, people talking to people and having an understand of, understanding of full spectrum hemp oil, broad spectrum hemp oil, entourage effect, uh, how the CBD was extracted. Um, and and that, that, that takes a conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that takes a conversation because, you know, when people hit this website, that website, our website, they're not necessarily getting information that's going to move them past, oh, it's CBD. I can take it by way of a soft gel or a capsule or sublingual or topical. Uh, nothing would move them uh, into a direction of why they would buy from us. I think where we've separated ourselves uh, quite a bit is we've been out here a long time. We've been out here for five and a half years. We have satisfied customers. We have a customer base of about 30,000. And, you know, as you know, a good reference is a good reference. A bad reference is a bad reference. Referred is preferred, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we try to take care of our customers best we can. If, we have, if they have challenges, we take care of them. If they've got a product that, you know, doesn't work uh, as to how they interpreted it as working, uh, you know, we'll, we'll bring the product back. Um, you know, so we try to take care of our customers. So we try to keep customers. That's great. And obviously, you know, your knowledge, your, your experience, you know, is uh, very deep. So I'm sure that also brings a lot to the table. You know, I guess, you know, also where does branding play into it? Where does, where does marketing or any of that kind of stuff play into the role of one person's view of, you know, one CBD store as opposed to the CBD store? Well, that, that's a great question. So, you know, we have all these brands, uh, you know, an answer to your question is our number one selling brand is Medterra. Mm-hmm. Our number two selling brand is Plus CBD. So Medterra, um, you know, people in their 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, they're used to a white container. When they're by their doctor prescribed medicine, it's going to be white. Mm-hmm. So their mind, older people, they think white. And then purple brings on a calming effect. 
So they've got a white container with purple labeling and people resonate with that. Um, and so our, our, the reason materials number one is because of their branding. And it also happens to work because it's also our number one repurchased product. Mm. And that's Medterra. Second to that would be Plus CBD by CB Sciences. They've done a great job in their branding as well. But they've also done a great job in, in taking the product to the street. In other words, moving it to uh, retail outlets. Um, so they've probably got more product throughout the United States through retail outlets than any other brand out there. Um, so they're our second leading brand. And then, um, yeah, so marketing plays a big part in it. Branding, labeling plays a big part in it. Because if you're on a website looking at a product, if you have a brand like a lot of the marijuana guys create, black, dark, cool, uh, older people don't, it doesn't resonate with them. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. That's not what they're used to and they're subliminal in their mind. Um, so yeah, branding plays a big part. That's great. So, so great. So what can we expect from the CBD store in the future? Well, you can expect more brands coming on. Uh, we anticipate this year bringing on uh, probably 20 more brands. You know, we are, one of our objectives is to build out to, um, let's see, what was our goal? 65 brands by the end of the year, by the end of this year. Uh, we want to be a complete shop for anybody that's out there um, that needs to buy or wants to buy a CBD online. So they, it could be somebody in Massachusetts finds a brand from a store they really like but yet they don't want to buy it from that store only because they don't want to drive to the store. They want to be online. They want to buy it online. Mm -hmm. So our goal is to bring on as many reputable brands as we can. Uh, try to get to 60, 65 this year. That's what's coming uh, for the CBD store. Very good. And I also, you know, seeing as how you're an entrepreneur, I always love seeing, you know, asking successful entrepreneurs, it's more philosophical question. How do you define success? You know, what does success look like for you? Well, uh, as I tell my kids, success is allowing yourself to help yourself. That's number one. And I don't say that flip. I mean, allowing yourself to help yourself means you have to uh, peel away some of the, um, some of the perceptions you have that, that were built within you by way of media. So you have to help yourself, help yourself, and then you have to help other people. So what makes one successful, I think, is helping yourself and helping others. And if you can do that, you're going to be successful no matter what you do. Wow. There's so much, there's so much depth in there because, you know, you talked about a couple of things, helping yourself, right? Being able to practice that self-care and, you know, taking care of yourself. But also you talked about giving, you know, being able to help other people in essence is also helping you, you know, so. Um, well, that's, that's, that's dead on. And I, you know, that's the philosophy we take at the CBD store. How can I help somebody who's online? How can I help them by way of chat? How can I help them with a phone call? How can I help these people? Now, when I say that, we can't and we don't tell them to that CBD will do anything for them. We don't, we don't give people that information because we're not doctors. We're not specialists. We're not scientists. Uh, so when people call up and ask about, will this help with Lyme disease? Will this help with my aching back? Will this help with my cancer? We go, we don't know. We honestly don't know. And it's not right for us to tell you that would help you. You need to confer with your doctor. Uh, and if your doctor doesn't know anything about CBD and the endocannabinoid system, then you need to try to find a new doctor. Exactly. So, so um, you know, as we close, I'd love to hear, you know, how can listeners find out more about the CBD store and connect with you? 
Well, if they go to uh, www.buycbd.co, they can, uh, they'll see our product list there, all of our brands. They, we have a chat client that can chat with us. And finally, they can, uh, they can call us. We, we love people calling us. Uh, we, we take phone calls all day long. We just love talking to people about CBD and, and the right uh, product uh, that fits what they're looking for. And when I say right product, I mean, are you looking for a capsule, soft gel, sublingual? What do you what do you feel most comfortable with when you're doing your intake? Um, so yeah, that's what you can find. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Scott, for jumping on the call with us, and uh, good luck for the rest of 2019 and beyond. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Scott. Yeah. Bye bye. We at Calican are passionate about cannabis marketing branding, and web design. If you're a cannabis entrepreneur and you know you need an uptake in business or an upgrade in the way your customers perceive you, come check us out at calican.com and schedule a time to speak with us. Plans start at $248. Thanks for listening in to Dank Discussions, and we are so grateful for each and every one of you. We want to continue making dang content you want, so give us some feedback about the topics you want covered. Feel free to reach out to us at grow at calican.com. That's C-A-L-A-C-A-N-N.com. And follow us on Instagram for our latest updates.